Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm your host, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is a vault dwelling, Jotun Toten, uh, Atheon Shattering, Hero of Time, Josh Finney. Hero of Time, I like that. Mm-hmm. It references uh, two of my all-time, two of my all-time favorite games: yeah. Destiny and Zelda. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, how are you, Josh? I'm good, Corey. It's been a, it's been a busy week. Yeah, I agree with you 100 that it has been a busy week. <laughs> it's been a very busy week, uh, but it's been a good week. It's been a really good week. Yeah, why has it been a good week, Josh? Uh, you know, went to went to a wedding of some dear friends over the weekend. Yeah, I saw uh, saw you got all dressed up and snazzy. I did all dressed up and snazzy. I didn't know they. Uh, made, I didn't know they made dress shirts hoodies out of dress shirts. <laughs> uh, you know, you you learn something new every day. I, uh, I I left my token hoodies at home. I did not take a single hoodie with me on that trip. Uh, I did, however, live in basketball shorts outside of those pictures. Uh, it was it was nice though. We uh, went to Hot Springs, Arkansas, for the weekend. Ooh, yeah, it was uh, it was an it was an interesting drive. But uh, I've told the story on a few other pods at this point. You can find them, find it elsewhere. Not don't want to derail our conversation already. Mm. Derailing is what we do best, Josh. I'm getting tired of reliving uh, almost being in an Eli Roth esque horror movie. <laughs> uh. Uh, other than that, though, no, it's a, it's just it's just been a consistently good week, you know. Got that. Uh, got got some uh, last uh, not last minute, but uh, the final preparations for a uh, long-awaited vacation uh, taken care of this week. So saw a whole lot of money go out of my bank account for plane tickets and uh, Disney World tickets. So in about fifty days, I guess I will be uh, dining with the Earl himself. Yes. Josh will be casually sandwiching. Sandwich I, will, I, will, I will be san- casually eating a sandwich. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to buy extras, too, to bring them home with me. Nice. We're staying at a hotel literally next door to Earl of Sandwich. You said you're staying at Saratoga, right? We were staying at Saratoga Springs. For those of you who are concerned, uh, can, uh, blah, 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 who are uh, confused about what I'm talking about, I'm going to Disney World uh, the first week of September, right after Labor Day. I'm going for uh, about five days with uh, my girlfriend and some very dear friends of ours. Uh, I've ordered a backbone controller for my phone so I can play some Destiny on the go. Are you going to be doing some strikes while you're staying in line for Tower of Terror, Josh? Uh, I, you know what? I might be. I might go to the tower when I'm waiting for Tower of Terror. That'd be hilarious. Uh, we'll, we'll be do. two weeks. We'll be two weeks removed from the Witch Queen reveal, though, when I get on that plane. Um, I, we're leaving on Wednesday morning, Wednesday the 8th. So, uh, I will, I I joked about how I was going to stay up all night to do my reset activities so that, uh, do them during the day on Tuesday and then, uh, stay up Tuesday night and just play all night and then sleep on the plane. And, uh, my girlfriend was not happy about that proposition, but it's just the plane. Well, I was like, no, no. I was like, if I do that, though, I was like, I don't have to play at all the week that we're there. And she was like, you and I both know that's a lie. You have Game Pass on your phone now. You're going to be playing. And I was like, you know what? You have a good point because Psychonauts 2 comes out the day after the new season launches. It's true. 
It's true. So Psychonauts 2 may be my vacation game <clears throat> this year. Very interesting. Along with Lake, because uh, Lake comes out right before then, too. Yeah. Very excited. Very excited. Great. going to be a great fall for games. Yeah. Very excited for Psychonauts 2, by the way. Uh, yeah. Very, very. Oh, God. We're only a couple weeks away from Psychonauts 2. How crazy is that sentence to say out loud 16 years later? Isn't it? Side tangent. Isn't it crazy how Microsoft was the original publisher of Psychonauts and then pulled out and now they just own Double Fine? <laughs> yeah, I mean that, and that's a crazy story. Like, if you don't know what it, Microsoft was supposed to publish it, they pulled out. And it was the last game, I think, that Majesco ever published. Yeah. Uh, before they went under. And, uh, Rip Majesco. When the game went to digital marketplaces, at least for the Xbox, uh, Microsoft is listed as the, was listed as the publisher even before buying Double Fine. So uh, just some kind of crazy trivia that uh, Tim Schafer's just kind of bounced around for 15 years. And, well, now he's at Microsoft. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you, you love to see it. I'm very, very excited for that. Flight Sim, of course. Ghost Tsushima Director's Cut. Halo. Halo. Forza. Which, which we might like great. might talk about Halo a little bit at some point this this long season. Yeah, before we jump into the trial, I kind of, I kind of want to address how the back half of this year is going to go. We're, we're through the first six months. Uh, our episodes lately have been a little short. There's not a whole lot to talk about during the summer. Um, not only is it summer, which is traditionally the slowest time for Destiny, but this summer is especially slow because there's no moments of triumph right now. Um, it is just the Solstice of Heroes. We don't have, you know, like Season of the Raid going on like we did last summer. Um and on top of that, we haven't had the reveal for the next expansion yet because of how they're shifting uh, those announcements. So the back half of this year, we do know as of right now, it appears that we're going to have one long season like we did for Season of Arrivals uh-huh. that will span from the last week of August to sometime in quarter one of 2022. Uh, I think both Corey and I kind of have like the week of Valentine's pegged probably is when the Witch Queen is coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of like that mid-February slot feels pretty safe. You're away from Elden Ring, but you're still early enough to avoid uh, any potential traffic from a Nintendo first-party title or from Horizon if it gets bumped, uh, which is looking increasingly likely as well. You're out of the way of that Halo launch window, Call of Duty Battlefield, etc. Um, Corey and I were talking earlier today, and we both love Halo. Our friend Colonel Panic loves Halo. Nerd Generalist loves Halo. We may talk a little bit of Halo. We'll, we'll still cover Destiny, of course, week to week. But we may talk Halo outside of, you know, Twabs and uh, Lore Corners. We, we may have like a Halo segment here and there, especially after it comes out. So we can talk about the campaign a little bit. Um, Bungie's 30th is coming up this year. I'm kind of thinking through some fun things we can do this fall. I'll look back and reminisce on some of Bungie's past games. Did you see that rumor floating around today, by the way? The Halo so, crossover, how they're gonna like the reason that, why that's they... the other one that I that's the other thing that I'd like to get to before we jump into the Schwab. Um, about a month or so ago, we we told you all about a, a pastebin leak that we had, or not pastebin, uh, a notepad leak because they, they're two different leaks now that we had seen uh, that was last modified supposedly back in. Uh, mid-April, right before we found out about season of the Splicer. And it accurately listed, like, major things that have happened in this season. It was a file that is thought to have been originated and su- supposedly began floating around shortly after Beyond Light's release. 
because it had details for the ending of Season of the Hunt. It had all sorts of details for Chosen, for this, uh, ritual weapons that we've now gotten, buffs and nerfs that have come to several different archetypes that we did not yet know about, as well as including some basic Witch Queen. There were some Witch Queen spoilers sprinkled in there. The juiciest part of it, though, for us was that there was a there's a rumor in there that there is another season that will come between season 15 and the witch queen that will be like it'll be a free season that with some reprise destiny one content some new exotics a dungeon etc but the juicy 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 part was that the halo one magnum supposedly is coming to destiny along with armor from halo spartan armor for your guardian this new leak, I want to, I want, I'm going to pull this up because uh, I, I think we have truly jumped the shark with this one personally. Yeah, it seems um, a little out that, there, but also we've seen weirder things happen. We have seen weirder things happen. Um, there are that there's there's two things. So we're going to address it. This is the note. So we talked about we talked about Notepad. Um, this that we're about to talk about is uh, a paste bin leak. Um, and there, there's a line at the end of the Schwab that I want to bring up first, and it's uh, damaged. The community manager wrote it. He says, regarding the Witch Queen reveal, we'll get there soon enough, cryo sleep or not. Um, Bungie definitely knows that this this whole paste bin and notepad things, are, these leaks are floating around. I don't know if this is just him joking around, which it probably is. Um, but I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull the paste bin up, and we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about some of the just absolutely ridiculous things in this because it's a very long leak. Um, I'm gonna try to stay away from anything too spoilery because they're. You, if this ends up being true, I have basically blown the next couple of seasons and the next expansion for myself. Um, but that supposedly the next season will be called Season of the Lost. Uh, new match made activity called uh, The Shattered Realm. Uh, some major, ma- obviously major story beats. Um, just kind of lining up with some previous things that Corey and I have thought about. Mm-hmm. You know, Dreaming City, yeah. uh, preparing for Sabathun's arrival, The Fifteenth Wish, things like that. Um... Trials of the Nine Weapons, coming back to Prophecy with random rolls, uh, which would be big. We, we've talked about how we, not only do we want to see those, but we want to see reasons to go back to these activities we don't do anymore. And adding uh, six weapons in would be a pretty big deal. Um, that Supposedly this will be the last hurrah for Warmind cells with a big nerf planned for that season. Um, crossplay, obviously coming. Um, is, that, is, is crossplay coming the first day of the season, or is it coming like... A couple weeks uh, in. So they, they outlined it in the Schwab this week um, that we're going to find out in the coming weeks. I personally think the smart thing to do is launch the season and then drop crossplay maybe a week or two in just to make sure you have all cylinders firing. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least get another crossplay test in. I do think they're going to probably try and do a crucible and a gambit test before this is all said and done. Yeah. Uh, supposedly two new exotics. Um, one of the things that is in here that does give a little bit of credence after today's Schwab uh, talks about um, we already knew strikes were going to have a reputation counter, uh, but infamy has been tuned to be quicker, uh, 10 hours for a full reset. That kind of lines up with what the Schwab indicates, um, that now it to reset your infamy, uh, well, 
document called Infamy and will reset your Gambit rank, reset your Valor, or reset your Strikes reputation is going to take about what it takes to get a Valor reset right now if you have double Valor active. So they want you to be resetting it repeatedly, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool to me. A uh, handful of exotic ornaments, blah, blah, blah. Um, Queensguard theme is supposedly the seasonal armor. Um, ritual weapon is a rocket launcher. Don't know if I what I think about that. Um, and then playlist weapons, supposedly a scout rifle, sidearm, and a shotgun. Again, I don't know really how I feel about those. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all... It's all well and good with a good scout rifle but like right i don't know i i feel like they need to find something else <laughs> at this point right um there there's a lot of stuff in here for pvp most of this is stuff that we already knew about though yeah. um and then we get to the juicy thing the filler season season 16 slash filler season juicy uh, yeah juicy um that there will be a new dungeon at some point with a thorn themed armor set with destiny one weapons, including AS Luna, huh. um, and the matador. But th- oh, and this, this is the one where I do not believe this at all. I think this completely jumps the shark and we're going to talk about this one for shits and giggles because up until now, and I think even the thorn theme and the destiny one weapons coming back totally plausible. We've had plenty yeah. of destiny one stuff come back at this point. Bungie 30th anniversary pack, supposedly releasing on December 21st. New PvP mode, no abilities, weapons only called hardware, which I've been asking for forever. Four new PvP maps, two brand new, two from Destiny 1. Um, da, 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 two secret missions. Buyable pack between 15 and 16. Uh, that is where the Magnum would supposedly be. Dungeon with a unique exotic, unvaulting D1 content. Lots of exotic quests. Weapons, armors, celebrating Bungie, so Halo and Marathon tie-ins. And this is my absolute favorite part of this, and Corey and I are going to have a great laugh. (laughs) Weapons from past Bungie games. They have gone beyond the Magnum leak now, which was already pretty unbelievable, but I could at least buy it, given how much Bungie loves hand cannons. God. The Sniper from Halo as an exotic heavy. Oh, okay. The, The Gravity Hammer from Halo. The Battle Rifle from Halo. The CE Magnum, which, by the way, the Battle Rifle and the Magnum, it says, would both be legendaries. And the Sniper and Gravity Hammer would both be exotic heavies. Oh, God. I want to know the... I want to... I would just want to say, not if you put to me, the, the Magnum in this game... To be to me, the Magnum is, would be an exotic, for uh, sure. Yeah, if that's not a fucking exotic, and it is... If this is actually real, <laughs> hypothetically, in, like, the .001% chance that this is real, like, there is... N- there's just no way. Uh, the shotgun from Marathon, uh, grenade launcher from Paths in Darkness, uh, Claymore from Myth... Uh, Halo weapons will have a new recoil frame, increasing hip fire and in-air accuracy. Possible that there are some weapons and gear from Oni as well. Um, this, this is, the, and then this. If that already was not jumping the shark, this absolutely is it. A private bubble in the plains of the Nine, acting as a scavenger hunt for strange coins. When you've accumulated 23, you can go to Zer and buy the Gallarhorn. Hmm. There is no humanly possible way. 
The season pass armor is supposedly Oni themed. Halo themed armor for each class. Um, I I do not if this and this is the only part of the Halo stuff that I think is remotely accurate uh, is Halo themed armor for each class. But I don't think that this is right mm-hmm. uh, in how it says because if you if you do Halo themed armor and it's not Spartan armor for all three classes, you're you're gonna have a riot on your hands, frankly. Yeah, I feel like. I almost feel like that they would be universal ornaments at the. You would hope so. Like be the only ones that can cross classes at that point. Yeah. Uh, it says that the hunter would have ODST like, armor. The Titans would be dressed as reach Spartans and warlocks would be arbiter themed. Which makes no sense to me. I wouldn't do it. If I, if I was, if say it's true, like, and you're going to have a riot on your hands. God, if Warlock's got Arbiter, are you kidding? No. Dude, if Hunters get fucking ODSTs, dude. Yeah. Like, you're not even going to give us the Emil set? We already have his helmet, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, two secret missions, both Halo-themed. Um, I, th- I think I think the way you would do it is, like, take all of the the named characters and just put those armor sets on different characters, right? Like, like the Buck set, or, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I guess lock at some point, or or any of the re- or the noble sick noble team, or master chief, or blue team, or whatever. Like you take those yeah. those armor sets and you put them in different classes. You don't just oh well. Here's a random ODST armor set for your do you like hunter. the CQ, do you like the CQB armor for hunters or yeah. something? Um, and I mean like warlocks, like I feel like that's the trickiest one to do, right? Yeah. In oh. terms of like Spartan armor. I don't know. I'm sure there's something you can do. Like give them like the big thrusters on the back or something. I don't know. But I mean you um, could you could you could mm, Yeah. I another thing that makes this really unbelievable to me, we're still in this section by the way. We even moved on to the Witch Queen stuff. I know. Um supposedly there will be a thirty percent sale, a thirty percent off sale in the Eververse. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, mm, that's that's a, that's a big sale. <laughs> that, that is that's a big red flag right mm. there. Um, who got high and wrote this? I want to know that question. I I, I want to know who got people to actually believe this because this actually got reported on and the earlier one did not. So uh, let's see here. Moving on to Witch Queen. Uh, again, we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about any spoilers here. But release date supposedly February twenty second. Um, we've seen the early concepts for some of the armor already, so I don't know if I buy that. Of course, they, you know, make note of survive the truth is, you know, internal tagline. Like, well, we kind of already know that, but cool. Uh, what if it's like a hallucination and you just play through? Okay, so I would love that. And you just play through like, I don't know. A, a weird halo like a weird amalgamation of like a small halo campaign or something yeah i mean that could be cool um can't really go into like a lot of this stuff like i mean it's a pretty pretty detailed explanation of a couple of these uh missions and like story spoilers if they're accurate i mean i'm gonna save this i'm gonna bookmark this for when it's inevitably wrong and we'll come back and read some of these as a joke yeah um you, but you think, the, isn't there a rumor that they're going to add or that one of the rumors was they were going to add uh, Halo maps? I, I heard that as well. I, I think that that would be too much because remember, they have to get permission from Microsoft to do any of this. Yeah. 
And I don't think that Microsoft is going to want maps from Halo in those games in case they ever want to put them. I mean, obviously, there's some Master Chief Collection, but in case they want to put them in Infinite. Like, cause I mean, the, the, the two that you would think is, oh, you want to play on Zanzibar and on coagulation. I was going to say, I was going to say Blood Gulch and Battle Creek or something or Beaver Creek. I mean, Beaver Creek would probably be like the third choice. Like, I think those hang them high would be a popular one. Yeah. Uh, maybe boarding action. I could see that being really cool. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So, um, weapons are at their memory limit right now, solely due to masterworks gaining genning orbs. So supposedly they're removing this aspect of masterworking, which I don't believe for a second. Um, I, I think your solution at that point is just like you ditch, you di- you have to ditch the old consoles after which queen, if that's really the point that you're at, um, they're going to make armor mods to fulfill the same purpose, which seems ridiculous. 34 new weapons, supposedly, versus the 14 we got in Beyond Light. Um, a new piece of exotic armor for each class. Uh, supposedly, Nessus and the EDZ are being vaulted. Again, don't really believe that. Um, in terms of... I mean, I can believe Nessus. I still know if they'll ever vault the EDZ I as mean, much as it the, needs to be. The only thing... The only thing at the, it, the only thing that would vault the EDZ is if they actually put in Old Chicago at that point. Yeah, and I mean, this this makes no mention of old Chicago being there, which is a little ridiculous. Um, you think we're ever going to get old Chicago? Like, I think if you were ever going to get it, this is the time. Yeah. Um, like I I don't, and I that's the one. Like, there's so many people convinced we're getting it, and I have yet to see evidence that which says we are getting it. It is playing into the trials lore now, though, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um. And it was one of the zones they did want back in Destiny 1, and they couldn't figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a hive-themed zone. Guardians have gone missing there for generations now. It's, it's possible. another hive-themed I, zone. I mean, I mean, I mean it, it makes sense with the Witch Queen, right? Yeah, you're yeah. definitely getting it with the Witch Queen. But, I mean, like, if we think about it, like, how many hive-themed, like, planets do we have right now? We have the moon. And we you have... have is Moon really it? Yeah. Because we vaulted Titan. Right. They vaulted the Mar- They vaulted Mars. Right. Yeah. Huh. Um, it says revamped D1 Mars. Hmm. Which I don't know if you bring Mars back this quickly. After you just vaulted the planet. That would be really awkward. Uh, Savathun's Dreadnought. We've already said the Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then supposedly Savathun's Throne World is an explorable area with Three lost sectors in it and some other stuff. Um, new ultimate ornaments. Forsaken goes free to play. Blah, blah, blah. Sparrow 2.0 is currently being planned, supposedly. Sparrow. Sparrow. Um, like like a new Sparrow type of Sparrow or like Sparrow Racing League? No, like just like upgrading Sparrows, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Uh, there's supposedly going to be a crafting system. Uh, to create and upgrade dual wielding weapons. Uh, new weapon type name called Glaives will be the second third person melee weapon type mm-hmm. and with class based mechanics. Nine player PVE activity foothold has been downgraded to six player because matchmaking and PVE netcode for nine players is not possible. Uh, we already know all future raids and dungeons to have adept gear. Uh, there's, there's raid stuff in here which I don't buy any of this. Um, it's, it just all feels like really safe bets that we've all been making for like the last year. Yeah. It, it either feels like a safe bet or like way out of left field. 
Yeah. Um, fifth element. We already know about that. Uh, it's, the, it's the rumored vapor and poison system. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. D1 tower will make its return. Subclass 3.0. Uh, reworking all of those. Uh, we already know. Luke Smith already talked about that. As that's a long-term goal for them. Uh-huh. To basically make everything like artifact-based. Right. Uh, and then unknown or stuff for the future. Um, public LFG in the tower at some point. 60% more sniper flinch. Um, D1 raid reprise in year five. Dependent on the success of vaults. Reception, I think Vault has been great. Um, something else that like kind of makes sense to me out of this is um, a champion overhaul and a plan uh, to make Trials reward system comparable to the Deepstone Crypt. That's uh, something that we speculated about on this very show a couple of times. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, they we're going to jump into the Twab in just a couple of minutes. They, they kind of make a reference to... They want to make it more like uh, Shacks and Drifters reward tracks right now. Uh-huh. Um, other things that could happen. Um, where you know power levels, or uh, they're talking about limiting power levels. Um, Iron Banner rework. Uh, there's just there's a shitload there. Um, I don't even know where to start with it. Uh, read to more like patch notes, honestly, at that point, except for an Iron Lord title. Um, meant to be as hard as Flawless and Conqueror to earn. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> new perks throughout the year. They're, they're, and so they do, they do require, they do say two specific perks. So we'll talk these. Uh, grenade Buckler, Grenade Kills, Reload, Weapons Magazine, and Grants Bonus Damage for a short duration. And who's next? Reloading after a kill greatly increases target acquisition and ADS speed. Um, and then um, a new title as a weapons master requires all weapon kill triumphs and is guildable. Uh, this is overall. I don't. I don't buy. Almost. I don't buy a lot of this. Frankly. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't buy a lot of this. I think it's fun to talk about, fun to speculate. Um, We're staying away from the story spoilers, of course, because on the off chance that some of this is right or close to being right, we don't want to spoil that for anybody else. And I was trying my very best to not read those uh, myself. We will be able to verify if any of this is accurate in about a month. So... Um, I mean, we, we might come back. Like I said, I have this bookmarked. We may come back and uh, revisit this. Yeah, I mean, if, if that secret season uh, gets announced once we get there, like, we can talk about some of this stuff. But it just it's so far. I, I mean, we'll, like, we'll know if, if the secret season is happening. We will know on the 24th of August. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that that's the biggest indicator. If this or if the original leak are correct, uh, we will know on the 24th. Um, this feels like a very fan fiction version of the original notepad leak that we got, which honestly, this kind of reinforces to me that that original leak was, could be very accurate at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, they had very specific information and they weren't going out on a limb like this one. Yeah. If this is accurate, this is the biggest leak we've ever seen in the game. This is bigger than the pre forsaken leak that happened from uh, a non, the nine, uh, it's become something of a legend in raid secrets and on destiny, the game. Because somebody like literally just dumped so much information about Forsaken about a month and a half before the game came out, and then they never came back. 
but they were right on everything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of stuff like, you know, of course, as we take with a grain of salt, this, this particular one is being debunked by a lot of people who have very enthusiastically said they feel that the other one is correct, which I always said my only hang up with that leak was the Magnum. Yeah. I still think that that's the big red flag. And in that one, it's more of I'm putting this in here to see if you're actually paying attention. And, you know, are you reading line by line or are you just taking the most sensational details and talking about those? And, of course, that's what everyone's been talking about is the Magnum. Yeah. Not about the other more consequential things in there. Um, so we'll see. It's it's a matter of time. Yeah. But that that is that is this week in fake destiny leaks. You're not getting a gravity hammer. You're not getting the Halo Sniper. I hate to break it to all of you. You're not getting those. <laughs> if you want those, there is a game called Halo Infinite coming out this year, and there's a wonderful thing called the Master Chief Collection that you can go play right now. Yeah. Uh, it's simply not... If you did those as ornaments, like if you did the Sniper as an ornament for, like, Darcy, I would understand that. Yeah. Or, like, if they had put the... Uh, I mean, these all sound like these all sound like they could, could be ornaments for other right. weapons. Like, right, like, and I, I would welcome those. Like, if if you gave me the the proving hammer, right, from season fourteen or uh, season thirteen, excuse me, uh, from chosen. If you gave that to us as a weapon, if we had already had that as a weapon, I would say, yeah, I could see the gravity hammer being an ornament for it. <clears throat> yeah, um, but I think they distinctly want this to be their own thing. Like, I don't rule out there being an emblem or an armor set at all. I do think that those two things are like almost locks to happen. Yeah. But I think that the rest of this is just wishful thinking. And, like, this is the kind of stuff that I talk about when I get, like, drunk at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> when I'm, like, playing Trials. This is the kind of stuff that we talk about. <laughs> and I think even that is more grounded in reality than what we just read to you. Yeah. <laughs> so. I uh, uh, but I feel like, let's see, if, if, the, Magnum, if the Magnum was going to be a hand cannon... Uh, uh, exotic ornament. What what hand cannon would it be? See, like I feel like it would have to be a legendary at that point. Then it would have to be a, a an ornament for a legendary hand cannon. You think you don't think it would be for like a? I don't last, know. Uh, I feel like last word almost. Just the last because. word. So that's the thing, though. Last word doesn't fire like the magnum. No. So for it, that for that reason, I don't think it will because such a big part of the magnum was the scope. Yeah. So I don't think that would happen. It would have to be its own weapon. <clears throat> and again, that's the one thing. Like, if that was like something you guys are reward for getting the like level hundred in the season pass, I could see it being a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, man, it just stinks to high heaven. I don't think it's happening. I gets too fanciful. And I mean, really, like you're gonna put all these other fake things in there, but you're not gonna say like, oh, they're gonna give us an elite energy sword, right? That feels like saying that you're going to get Prophet's Bane feels like the easiest thing to say here. Yeah. So. Oh. Well. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Josh, yeah, why yeah. don't why don't we just move on into some real? <laughs> I want to. Yeah, I want to move into the tangible. I want to go to the twab. Uh, that that has been your your side excursion into the rumors plaguing the Destiny community this week. Um, <laughs> This week's twab, it's it's short, but it uh, it's got some juicy stuff here about the future of ritual activities. Um, 
which is pretty exciting. This is the first tease that we have of uh, season 15. Like I said, we're about four weeks out from the full reveal. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, uh, we're about four and a half weeks out, I think. But um, the uh, the steady climb towards reputation and rewards is something I've come to love in Destiny over the last few seasons. A reset can fly by while playing with a group of friends, but other times I could get stuck trying to finish out my Gambit challenges. Even so, having a direct way to grind out Ascendant Shards was a welcome change with the release of Beyond Light. This week, we're going to have the Rituals lead to walk you through some changes coming. Uh, and this is uh, Alan Blaine, who's the Rituals lead, uh, talks a little bit here about uh, just kind of the, the history, uh, you know, what they decided to do with the changes uh, last season and this season and whatnot. And he says, uh, these are some of the changes we can expect in Season 15. Uh, in Season 15, Ritual reputation systems on Shax, Drifter, and Zavala will be known as Crucible, Gambit, and Vanguard, respectively. Infamy and Valor names will be retired. Glory will continue to live as the competitive Crucible reputation system. We are also introducing Trials ranks in Season 15. More about that in a future TWAB. Thank God. Just let me keep my tokens week to week, guys. I'm getting really irritated not being able to hold on to those tokens. Uh, we're also rebalancing all ranking systems to have progression times that are similar. Our goal is to let players reset Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit ranks faster on average than Valor currently allows. Uh, there will no longer be ritual-specific rules that impede progress, which means no more you must win Gambit matches when you are going for the reset. Great. Thank God. Uh, we are removing win streak bonuses in exchange for activity streak bonuses. So for those of you who remember in Destiny 1 when you used to get a bonus when you would hang out in the Crucible or the Vanguard playlist, you'd get extra rep the more that you played. That's what they're doing here for all three activities. Good. Bring it on. I like it. Uh, reputation bonus weeks have been standardized to two-time multipliers when active. And bounties will no longer provide reputations as rewards, but will primarily focus on XP. Uh, we took a long, hard look at how long it would take for players who win nearly every game to reset their reputation versus players who lose nearly every game and tuned it so that the total time taken to reset is only around two times instead of the three to four times now. Overall, we expect two-thirds of your reputation to come from simply playing activities. If you win matches in Crucible or Gambit, you still reset a little bit faster. As we mentioned, Glory will continue to live as our competitive Crucible reputation system and will also retain win streaks for faster ranking. We do not have any specific plans to share in Glory right now, but we are looking at opportunities in future seasons for updates. I want to talk about these before we jump into Vanguard ranks, because yes. that's, that's, that's the other meaty topic in this. This is a very welcome change, I think. This is something that uh, I've literally been saying since Forsaken came out, that it took way too damn long to reset your infamy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a nightmare. I'm working on that challenge right now of 16 Gambit ranks, and let me tell you something. I equated it to grinding my balls on a cheese grater Ooh. earlier tonight because I said I had to pick which poison I wanted to do. Did I want to do that? Because I have three challenges left I need to do. I have to do some combination of the two remaining uh, expunge one, or the remain yeah the two remaining expunge related challenges that I have, the two nightfall ones that I have, and reset or sixteen ranks in Gambit. Hmm. I tried playing Gambit earlier today. I played three matches, won all three on a five win streak, did my bounties, 
and I'm on Mythic 3 right before. I haven't even hit the Legend rank yet. Jeez. And I only went up about a little over a third on the wheel today. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely absurd. Uh, I literally was like, I'm, I'm done. And then I saw this and I was like, I'm done playing Gambit. I'm not touching Gambit anymore outside of one challenge I do have to complete. I need to do two arc and two void matches and then I'm done with Gambit until this new system is in place. I have barely touched Gambit the last two seasons because it has just become such a slog. Before it was slightly tolerable uh, when you could load into you know, Gambit Prime or you could do regular Gambit for a change of pace. Um, and Gambit Prime was fun because, I mean, like we all had full sets of Gambit armor, right? Yeah. Um, Gambit, in reality, has really been a slog for about four or five seasons for me. Um, and it's a shame because I really do like the game mode. I, li- I think it's a great mode. It just They just haven't found that sweet it spot. It needs a yet. lot of TLC right Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it clearly has the changes they made to it. I mean, the, the mode's largely been the same since it came with a few tweaks here and there. But holy shit, I'm so tired. And the, the thing that really kills it for me is the maps. Yeah, I am always on Nessus in the EDZ or on Mars. Mm-hmm. I cannot do it anymore. I'm so tired of playing the same like three maps. They vaulted two maps last year. In a mode that already only had like four or five. I think there was only four at that point. Five. There were five. There was one on the Tangled Shore and there was one in the Dreaming City. Those are the two that they chose the vault. I, I don't understand why they chose to the vault them though if those areas still exist. And that was the argument a lot of us had. Really. Because if like any, the Crucible If anything, maps, Mars should have been vaulted. Because the Crucible maps are still there. Right. So like right. why would you... Uh, that always bothered me too. It was like if the... like Yeah. I don't think you should be vaulting like that multiplayer content anyway, especially if you don't have that many maps. But like, right. if you're going to vault something, vault the maps that are supposed to be gone in the lore, right? Like, I... it, it's not great. I I become really disillusioned with Gambit. I, I still like to play a fair amount of Crucible. I wasn't complaining about it nearly as much as other people. Um, yes, Crucible has been a little bit of a slog the last season or two with just how rampant fell winners and 120 hand cannons have become. Mm-hmm. And stasis um, until about. <laughs> and sta- Yeah, and stasis, frankly. Like, just that trifecta made it really unpleasant to play until about mid-last season. Yeah. Um, I have actually really enjoyed playing PvP in recent months. Um, it kind of depends on the mode, but... I can usually hold my own with almost anything I choose to run now. There are obviously things that are way better uh, than what I use, but I can usually finish like first or second on my team uh, in a regular control match or a momentum control or iron banner or something like that. Um, I'm enjoying trials again. Trials has like the least amount of stasis I've ever seen, but it has about a 3,000% more Jotuns. <laughs> right up your alley then. Uh, people people the figured out my token. secret, man. Uh, Everybody's Yoten toting these days. I think it's. A, I think overall, these are going to be really good changes going forward. Um, I just hope they take it away to where to reset my valor. I don't have to go back to the tower. That is really, really aggravating. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they say it a little bit farther down. I think like if you want to be, or they said it was either here or damage set on Reddit. One of the two. If you want to continue to, if you want to dip out and go to the tower to get bounties or to pick up rewards from your postmaster or whatever, um, that does not impede your streak. You can do that and still jump right back in. Oh, that's good. At least you will lose your streak if you leave a match early. 
yeah, so if you quit out or if you start a new activity up. So for people like me with like really finicky internet, I'm looking forward to losing my streak all the time. Yeah. Um, don't lose your streak, Josh. Oh God, dude, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, so with that, let's jump in the Vanguard ranks real quick. Yeah. Uh, Zavala is getting a full ritual reputation like Shax and Drifter. Uh, Vanguard tokens are being retired, so make sure to spend them before season 15 begins. I will be spending uh, a couple weekends coming up doing that just to get shards and cores. I just don't know how many I can sit through. I, I did about 6,000, 6 or 7,000 Crucible tokens before I just gave up. Yeah. And they got rid of the rest. I have significantly less Vanguard tokens, but alas, I'll still be using them. Players may earn Vanguard reputation when completing the following activities. Strikes, Nightfalls, and Battlegrounds. Mm. So that kind of indicates to me Battlegrounds may be a thing that sticks around, like long term. Just change it up for next year or something. Kind of like that. Really wish that when you have those, they would also add in the seasonal activity. Because I see that as like Vanguard operations in a lot of ways. Um, I feel like you should get some Vanguard reputation for doing those. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, for those looking to take on a challenge, Nightfalls give different bonuses based on completion medals, which can be earned through high scores, defeating all champions. Um, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum medals grant reputation bonuses. And Nightfalls grant reputation multipliers, depending on the difficulty of the Nightfall selected. Um, and you will have a re re full reputation reward line similar to Shaxx and Drifter. Powerful rewards every third rank and an Ascendant Shard when resetting for the first time. Cool. I mean, you, you guys already know what to expect then. Um, I think all of us can agree that those are way better than they were before this new change. Oh, yeah. I don't ever pick up my normal Legendary Ingrams, though. I don't, I don't even bother with those because they're like 20 under level and I just don't care. Yeah, I don't really care either. I, I It's annoying when I go to turn in like tokens or whatever to Zavala because I ran my Nightfalls or whatever. And it's just mm -hmm. like, man, this is like, why at this point? Like, Well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking like on Shacks and Drifter because every time that you do even a minor rank up with them, like you go up like from Mythic 2 to Mythic 3, right. you'll have a Legendary Engram just hanging out there. I have like 50 of them sitting on Shacks that I haven't picked up yet this season. I wish they would just I pick like, up my I pick up my primes that they give me uh -huh. because those actually help. Right, but I mean, like when your you're talking about when your reputation yeah. goes all the way across, they just give yeah, you yeah, another yeah, income. Yeah. Like I wish, like one I wish the game knew like once you hit a certain level, and they knew that there was a cap to those, they would just dismantle them for you into shards, or something. And like maybe every like ten, you get a upgrade module or something, or a you know enhancement core or something like i wish they would just know i feel like that i feel like that's something they could do right like i don't know right um so activity streaks and reputation bonuses uh longer you stay in vanguard activities playlists or direct launch the larger your streak bonus is you can leave the matchmaking queue to snag bounties from the tower or go to the helm without worry of losing streaks uh quitting activities or going afk for extended periods of time will invalidate your streak so um blah 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 blah, blah. zavala will be doing week-long reputation bonuses similar to crucible and gambits um ritual weapon quest and ornaments 
Uh, next season, we are moving the ritual weapon and ornaments to the reputation reward tracks of Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit. As players increase their reputation during the season, they'll work towards unlocking the weapon and respective ornaments from each vendor. We're also opting to update seasonal challenges, removing things like In It for Infamy in favor of challenges to earn ritual weapon rewards. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to look at what exactly that challenge is. Um, but I almost wonder if that is the uh what you call it the multiple ranks you have to do yeah yeah that's what it is i'm looking at the list right now earn infamy ranks thank god thank god it's being removed because <laughs> i think they saw an overwhelming amount of people skip it last season yeah oh my gosh yeah uh, and i mean like i like i said i equated it to like rubbing my nuts on a cheese grater so to be crass for a minute you got some fresh like, that's how bad it's there, getting josh you got some do what? Got some fresh Parmesan in there. Uh, it's, it's it's essence <laughs> of gold bond. Um, this, this is the this is the one that and this Salty. is a pretty big section. It's the last section we got here. Grandmasters and Conqueror Gilded titles. This is where a lot I've seen a lot of the outcry be today. Uh, everybody pretty much agrees with everything else, but on this one. Uh, some of the improvements season over season that they've done, masterwork material drops, adept weapons and mods, title gilding, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's never been easier to get the pinnacle and artifact power needed early in the season now with just plus 10 power seasons and the addition of a catch-up node, which currently appears during the final three weeks of a given season. Um, thanks to these changes, we're seeing a lot more players attempting Grandmasters and gilding their Conqueror titles than ever before. We still believe that starting in week seven gives Grandmasters a nice seasonal cadence. Waiting until the final three weeks of the season to guild no longer feels correct. We want players to play the week's Grandmaster Nightfall for rewards, not wait until Lake of Shadows. <laughs> um, later in season 15, we are planning to make the following changes to Grandmaster Catch-Up Node to let players guild their title earlier in the season while also addressing our concerns over a single strike being a boon for high-tier rewards over the last three weeks of a season. The Grandmaster Catch-Up Node will become available at the same time the Grandmaster difficulty is available. So as long as you have the Conqueror title but have not yet gilded it this season, each Grandmaster Nightfall will be available if the fire team leader has not completed the gilding triumph for that strike during the season. In other words, you may play each featured strike for a season to earn your gilded title. Once you've gilded your title, the catch-up node will no longer be available. So you basically can go grind to your heart's content if it's the weekly Nightfall. If you're doing it directly out of the node, you have uh, as soon as you get your first completion, you cannot pull it from there anymore. You have to wait till it comes around in the rotation again. This is only if you already have a Conqueror title or you have gilded your Conqueror title in the past. For normal ones like us, I don't perceive this as changing. We will still get our catch-up note the final couple weeks of the season, which I'm personally eagerly looking forward to next week to try and get the Sniper as an adept. Uh, so uh, it's inverted Spire time all the time, baby. Gosh, dude. So so excited. So excited to do that all the time. Talking about Talk about a strike that needs vaulted. Talk about a strike that I personally loved when it came up for double Nightfall rewards. I mean, we're yeah. getting in and out of that master in twelve minutes. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if I have to do another set of regular strikes and it's inverted spire three times in a row, that's how I feel about Lake of Shadows. Honestly, see, I never get Lake of Shadows. See, I always I, the get other one that I get, which <laughs> this is what's going to be what kills my streaks all the time. 
uh, Exodus Crash on Nessus. Mm -hmm. The second I load into that, I just quit because I I hate that strike so much. I'm ready for that to go. I'm ready for Insight Terminus to go. I get that every single time I go into the playlist. Yeah. That's why I don't do the playlist strikes. I don't like them. (laughs) Give me Devil's Lair all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this isn't a big change for the vast majority of us, but for those who already have a Conqueror title, this this sucks. Frankly, this sucks. Like, I get not wanting to let people farm just one strike over and over and over and over and over again. Um, but, I mean, if they've already, if they've, they've literally gotten the Conqueror title, like, and if they've already gilded it and things like that, I think you can allow them to do it. Yeah. I don't think there's a huge problem with that. Yeah. Um... I don't Bungie know. has always give it and taken away at the same time. So like they just gave us all these awesome things that we asked for with Vanguard rewards and reputation changes and the gambit changes. But the monkey's paw is curling and they're going to take away one of the most reliable farming sources for materials, adept weapons, etc., Adept mods, things yeah. of that nature. This sucks. This yeah. really sucks. Uh, so I can only hope that Lake of Shadows is one of them next season because I am never earning the Conqueror title. Yeah. So I personally look forward to continuing to milk the absolute easiest strikes in the world on Grandmaster. (laughs) 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 So (laughs) fuck y'all who try, (laughs) who are better than me at this game. Uh, but Corey, any any last thoughts on reputation changes, um, reward tracks? Like this, these are all aside from the whole like conqueror fiasco, which I'm pretty sure they're gonna like walk back in a matter of minutes. Yeah, I feel um, like I feel like we're gonna hear something about this within the next month. I was like, well, that maybe. So I, I think they're gonna make us go through it for one season, and then be like, okay, okay, we messed up. Yeah, we messed up. I swear to God, we're going back to normal. Yeah, I mean, first of all, with that whole thing, I really like how they uh, crossed out Lake of Shadows in the TWAB. That is that is hilarious. It's, they are very aware. Yeah, so uh, that's that's funny. But I mean, overall, I think like ninety five percent of these changes are good. I mean, it, it's you know, it if it's common sense stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's it's good it's good for the community yeah. it's good for the players it's good for, uh, you know it's it's the whole you know casual players can go in and do some stuff or the hardcore can grind and it's just making it easier easier for everybody you know so it's I like it it's good stuff good stuff yeah I I, I really like it because I mean if they didn't address seasonal challenges this week and I I think I am gonna circle around to those next week yeah discuss uh, that a little bit. In it for infamy was the one I was gonna be like, this has got to, this has got to fucking go. This is terrible. This yeah. is not fun. I mean, you complained about awful. it last season too. The, the I complained ones. about it last season I because was like, it wasn't it season. wasn't it the gambit ones didn't stack. Yeah, right. So like everybody just waited. To, once people found that out, they just waited till the last week to do them. Yeah, um, and I, I did that this season. I played a little bit of gambit at the very beginning, like maybe week two uh, of the season. Other than that, I waited until probably week eight to play the rest of my Gambit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time it was Triple Infamy is when I did it. And I'm just like, I popped off like seven challenges and two matches. Yeah. Um, I want to I wanna look at a couple of these. I'm looking at some of these comments from, uh, from Damage. I want to make sure that I'm not... 
misinterpreting some of his some of his comments in the chop. Um uh, from bounties is a nice change. No longer having to switch up the loadout and potentially perform worse is something that's greatly appreciated. Totally agree with that, by the way. Um, especially in things like Gambit. Like, because I don't know if you guys know, but playing as a void hunter in Gambit and trying to do the void ability kills bounty fucking sucks. Because kills of things that are tethered do not count. Yeah. We have to kill solely with grenades or with spectral blades. And that spectral really blades. Sucks. Yeah, it really sucks, dude. It's terrible. Um, that, that just really sucks. Um, yeah. So I really, I, I mean, I really like that, honestly. Um, the only concern I have the changes to uh, Grandmasters is that it'll never be the easy nightfall that you can farm ever again. Yeah. Because um, like we saw with Inverted Spire earlier this season, okay, they gave us double nightfalls. Um, I expect double loot to, like, for example, this season, I expect it to probably come back around maybe even next week for uh, Warden of Nothing. Yeah. Uh, something along those lines. Like we saw it with Devil's Lair last season. Um, I would prefer that they keep the handful of like really like just dirt easy strikes on hand for farming purposes because I mean nobody wants to go farm the glass way. No. Like that's hard enough to get done on Grandmaster to begin with. Like I I can't even do it. I I have issues on Master trying to do that. Yeah. Ooh. Um. It's just not fun. It's not a fun strike to try and do like that. Dude, um, glass way. Oh. I'm not again. I don't want to torture my reproductive organs by doing this. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, and the I title really of the episode, Nutsack and a Cheese Grater. <laughs> sure seems that way. Hunter balls in a, in a cheese grater. <laughs> Dipping them in the toaster. Oh, God. Um, I, I, re- I do really appreciate this. This is the last thing we're going to say about the Chihuahua. We're going to move on after this. Uh, in regards to changing the terminology from Valor and Infamy, there are some people that are upset about this for whatever bizarre reason. Um, but I, I like the self-awareness here from Bungie. Destiny already has a lot of words for players to memorize and understand. We hear you on the feedback that some flavor is lost, but hopefully these changes will help blueberries as they try to learn Destiny from a fresh perspective. Because the exact exchange that's described up here is stuff I, I have literally had to talk to either new players or friends who are returning after a couple of years or something like that. Wait, so Valor is from Crucible, like all of Crucible, but Glory is only from competitive? Trials is competitive, right? Do I get it from there? No? Okay, Infamy is Gambit, but what's this new Vanguard stuff called again? And what about the vendor over there? Like, I have had these exact conversations before. And I feel really bad trying to explain it to people because it doesn't make any sense. Right. So now you can just say, go to Shaxx, go to Drifter. Like, okay, because it's literally going to say Crucible rank up, Gambit rank up, which is what it should have said from the beginning. I get why they gave it flavor, Mm -hmm. but this is a game with a lot of things to take in. This is... I mean, it's it's an FPS that wants to be an MMO, and it's doing a very poor job at that part of it. But as a result, it's got a lot of stuff for an FPS in it. Uh-huh. 
when a lot of people who play FPSs, no offense if you are part of this crowd that enjoys it, but if you play Call of Duty or Battlefield or like Halo, it's just shooty, shooty, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually like abilities and like loadouts and like, I don't know, like, you know, supers and subclasses and elements and all this stuff you have to think about, and like all these modifiers on higher end activities the farther you go. You know, there's fucking puzzles to solve in raids. Like, there's certain things you see them and you just know to shoot them because we've shot them so many times. You know, like the Vex cubes and Expunge. Like, this is a good thing, I think. I think this, this is a nonsensical change to get upset about. Yeah. Uh, but, Corey, if yes. we're moving along, we have one final thing to get to tonight. Yes, let's do it. And that's Lore Corner. Lore Corner. Josh, you want a little bit of uh, Tower Casuals lore? Hit me with some Tower Casuals lore. We've been doing this for 50 episodes, Josh. And we didn't lead off with that. No. That's fine. Look, I think... 50 I th- episodes, guys. 50. It Look, 50 episodes is a great milestone, right? Like, we talked about it, what, a couple months ago where we had actually... <clears throat> like, six weeks ago was actually our one-year anniversary of this show or something. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I... I I think 50 is a great milestone, but Josh, you and I have been part of so many podcasts that have hit over a hundred or 200 episodes that it's, you know, this is like 50 episodes is like the first step. This is the baby of the shows that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, frankly, like 50 episodes for any podcast is, it is a milestone because so many fall apart in the, you know, the twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the average, like it, I read some ridiculous stat, maybe like two or three years ago at this point that, uh, the average podcast ends after nine episodes. Yeah. So. Like the people think they have, to, they have a good idea and then it does not. And I want to be really clear. Like doing a podcast based solely on one game is challenging at times. Like there mm-hmm. are weeks, like you guys have seen us with short jobs where it's just like, we have like, almost not like we're in and out in like 30 40 minutes because there's mm-hmm. usually if there's a short week there there's not a whole lot of new stuff going on in game and like we're in the back third of the season now like i've gotten all the roles i want outside of a few adept weapons and the the cloak i cannot seem to get the drop from vault of glass mm-hmm. i'm very upset that the cloak and praetith's revenge refused to drop for me in that fucking raid yeah You'll get but that's it. okay because I'm at like twenty something completions of Deepstone and still don't have the LMG out of that. So I believe in you, Josh. It'll happen. I don't. I'm glad you do because I don't. Hey, Josh. If you ever if you ever want to raid, I'm raising my hand. I'll, I, get, I'll get it for you. I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that. I know you will. It can't be any worse than Joe. Poor Joe. The first like two or three runs we did Deepstone. Or not Deepstone of uh, Vault. Literally the only weapon he that dropped for him the entire time was the shotgun just over and over and over again. That's funny. Yeah, that was the only weapon he got after, like, two or three runs. Meanwhile, I'm, like, over here, like, kind of, like, slinking down in my chair because the RNG gods blessed me with Vex on my very first Atheon clear. That's awesome. And it was a cheese on top of that. It wasn't even a legit clear. Yeah, didn't you use the Prometheus lens? cheese was that no i i killed him when they were still keeping his character model in venus oh. i threw myself off the edge and i spawned on venus and killed him with a scout rifle it took me 15 minutes oh <laughs> it was pretty great though we all got pinnacle gear out of it and i got fucking vex which caused people to rage quit the game that's funny 
It was great. It was like the night after the raid came out, I think. So, or the night the raid came out, one of the two. It was pretty great. I uh, I was really happy. We went in there to learn a cheese strategy, and the cheese strategy didn't work. But I got two free triumphs out of it and Vex Mythoclast. So, <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? You Today's go. lore, however, uh, it's the Pathfinding book that you get during the uh, transmog quests from Ada One. Uh, it's going to kind of take us through what Ada's been doing this whole time. So I don't know if there's a whole lot to really dissect here, but we're going to read the first two installments. Uh, and covering this for a couple weeks will take us right up to the epilogue event that's going to happen. And we'll finally get to cover that tenth page of the lore book that I've been telling everybody to avoid for a week now. <laughs> don't read it. They accidentally spoiled the end of the season for us. <laughs> Is it good? Uh, it's it's ve- it's very good. Um, I had some of the events surrounding the end of the season spoiled for me already. Uh, of course, on the very first day of the season, and part of that did come from the infamous notepad leak that we talked about earlier, um, as well as just people talking about it completely unfiltered in uh, subreddits that have nothing to do with game leaks. Mm. So that was really frustrating. But uh, this is called uh, a path send. This first one. 801 heard the chirp of a comm channel opening before a distorted voice spoke. I've got eyes on entries and exits. Looks clear. She stepped through the rusted doorway into a courtyard. The wind whistled through the torn seams of decrepit structures and raindrops crackled on loose metal planing. She walked through the muddy soil and stopped where the Burguzia Forge used to stand. Curses, Ada spat. Her hands fidgeted as her gaze wandered aimlessly around the nearby barren landscape. Artemis V perched on a broken pillar, her scope methodically rotating through doorways and windows while her ghost floated patiently overhead. The other two members of Ada's escort lounged against a broken wall to the rear, silently watching the black armorer. She looked back, studying their featureless helmet plates, then quickly turned away. Her foot clanked against something hard and metallic. She stooped down and picked up a forgotten slab of black armory alloy, a remnant of the lost forge. Artemis kicked into the comps again. That forge tech? Any clues of what happened here? Ada sighed as she studied it. Scorched cannon sears, wire rifle cuts, kinetic ricochet marks. Almost like there's been years of combat here, Artemis quipped sarcastically. How astute, Ada said dryly. There's nothing more to glean here. She took a deep breath, a useless gesture in her exo-body, but a compulsion nonetheless. Sun's fading, Artemis said. Devrim's got eyes on a fallen raiding party. Not headed our way yet, but I'd rather not take chances. Do you have what you need? Hardly, Ada said. But we won't find much else. This area has been thoroughly scavenged, same as the others. Fallen? Artemis asked. With no guardians bothering to stop them? Could have been anyone. Artemis winced. Can only imagine how you must feel. The Vanguard had a tough call to make. Planetary evacs came first. And now they're on to exciting new frontiers, while I'm left with nothing but rubbish. Ada said, her voice full of false cheerfulness. Artemis leapt down from her vantage point and placed a hand on Ada's arm. Ada's shoulders slumped. I'm glad for the evacuations. I shouldn't have. A howl echoed from somewhere in the complex. Artemis readied her rifle, and one of the escort squad entered the con channel. Pike's changed heading. We should get her, we should get her out. Are you ready, Artemis asked. Ada studied the broken slab of metal in her hand, turning it over and tracing its jagged edges. I'm not sure, she said, tightly clutching the piece of debris, but what choice do I have? 
Uh, I think it's really interesting. This is one of the questions that we had was, you're vaulting the forges that are on the EDZ and on Nessus when the EDZ and Nessus are both not being taken out of the game. Right. This kind of solves that question. Like, that they, it's not really that we stopped going there. It's just they were abandoned for us to evacuate planets instead. And then we were off to solve the mystery on Europa and, you know, the mysteries of Osiris as was chasing and finding a cabal warlord. And we just really haven't circled back around to it as a Vanguard quite yet. Yeah. Uh, so I find that really interesting. Like that's, I mean, that's an arena where we did so many things and that's where we completed Izanagi's burden. We took down uh Civ kiss. Like we took down a lot of people there. That was by far my favorite forge to go out and grind. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a great one. It's the last one you unlock, of course. Um, oh God, there was a, uh, there was a puzzle there that was just insanely hard to do. That was right before you are walked you, into the forge. Are you talking about the, the, like the weird butterfly puzzle or whatever? Yeah. 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 I'm trying to remember what that was called. Um, I remember, uh, wanting to go for it. Uh, yeah, and it just, I know what you're insane. talking about. I just forget what it's called. I, I just, it was the event it. that was supposed to unlock the forge and Bungie made it too hard and basically had to go in and backdoor open the forge for everybody. Yeah. Um, this next one is called lost. The hiss of Ada's welding torch echoed through the armory hall, compounding into a sea of discordant noise until the scene was complete. She placed the tool down and grabbed the piece of alloy in her hand, testing the bond's strength. The actuators in her fingers whirred with effort, but as her focus shifted to the open tome on her desk, the metal promptly snapped. Ada let out an exasperated groan. Two more pieces of deterrence dropped on an already cluttered floor. Did you forget to measure twice? A voice called out from behind. Ada whirled around as Hawthorne sauntered into the hall. Isn't that saying based on woodworking? Ada asked flatly. Hawthorne shrugged. Don't have any welding jokes. She gingerly stepped over a tangle of cables. Great work environment you've got. Love the decor. Ada turned to her tome with intense focus. Can I help you with something? Hawthorne chuckled. I was going to ask you that. Heard the cursing all the way up the stairwell. Can you interrupt armory schematic? Can you interpret armory schematics and machine the parts needed to assemble them? Ada answered without looking up. Unlikely, Hawthorne said. Can you convince Zavala to stop asking me when a forge will be operational again? Hmm. Hawthorne puffed her cheeks and exhaled. Even less likely. Ada quickly flipped a page of the tome. The paper snapped, nearly tearing. Sounds like the answer to your question is no. Is that why you're doing this? Vanguard orders? Ada jabbed a thumb at her own chest. The forges were, are, my legacy. It's my responsibility to continue their operation. Zavala's desires are tangential. Hawthorne stepped closer to Ada's workstation. Help me out here. I'm not super familiar with your illustrious organization's history. Was the armory born of a dream to have the world's greatest gun oven? Ada sighed. The armory was founded to stand against the darkness, to shield humanity when we couldn't count on others to do so. The forges were simply the tools we used. So much for that grand plan. The pyramids rolled in, and last I checked, Mars is still missing. Titan, Mercury. Did you come down here solely to antagonize me? Ada snipped. All right, all right, Hawthorne pleaded. Look, I know we aren't friends or anything. I'm not sure if you have any of those anyways. Ada glowered. Right, sorry, Hawthorne said quickly. The thing is, people around here talk a big game about putting community first, but then it's all Guardians all the time. Ada nodded. The devotion to Lightbearers can seem fanatical. But you're not like that, Ada. Ada shook her head. I appreciate the sentiment, Soraya, but I'm not sure how that relates to the Forges. 
Hawthorne leaned on Ada's desk. I think your voice is important to have around here. I want you to succeed, but you might be holding on to the past too tightly. Ada scoffed. You presume to tell me how to carry the armory's legacy. Hawthorne gestured to the forged memorabilia strewn around the hall. Not at all. But your founders didn't wake up one day with forges on the brain. They started with a problem and then designed a solution as only they could. Ada turned, her eyes thoughtful. And you're suggesting I'm starting with a solution instead, limiting my view. I'm saying I would understand if it was hard to let go of all this when it's all you've ever known. Ada nodded. The idea of leaving the forges behind is admittedly unnerving. I get it, Hawthorne said, but the old methods aren't working. Maybe it's time to carry your founder's legacy in your own way. Ada was silent for a moment. I should get back to work. Thank you for your advice. She jutted her arm out in a stiff handshake gesture. Hawthorne chuckled and clasped her hand around Ada's. Good luck, but maybe try to keep the noise down, okay? It bothers my bird. Um, I mean, again, just just a little bit more, you know, like we've kind of been wondering what Ada's been doing for, you know, a season or two while she's been, you know, had her part of the tower closed back off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not especially exciting, but it it is interesting to see Hawthorne interacting with her. You know, yeah. it's not the person I would expect. I would have expected, you know, Zavala or Ikora or even Drifter to come in and like, you know, make quips at her, maybe send Saladin or, or Shax down to talk to her. Not Hawthorne, though. Hawthorne just kind of came out of left field. Like, hell, I could even see um, the Bray sisters going to visit. Yeah. But it feels really weird, and it does, you know, she she does have a point. Like, we had to abandon the forges. Like, you know, what do you do when that's all you've ever known? And, you know, Cephala wants a forge operational as soon as possible. Like, cool, so forges are clearly coming back in a future season. That's nice to know. I wonder if we'll get new ones. God, I hope so. I got real tired of looking at those ones. <laughs> uh, but, you know, all joking aside, though, like, I, I do think, like, you know, it's not hugely impactful to our overall story, but it is a nice side story, I think, to know what exactly she was up to. Yeah. And is up to. Because all this takes place before season of the Splicer, chronologically. Yeah. So. Yeah. I uh, Hawthorne... It's still an interesting character because, like, I mean, not like not super interesting, but like we like she's another character. She's another character that hasn't had anything to do since the Red War ended. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, she gives me my clan bounties, I guess. So that's cool. Uh, But like, I mean, how do you how do you even bring her back into the story? Like, I don't know. It's that's. There's, I, I feel like there's some NPCs that just serve no purpose, but they're still there because they've existed before, you know, and, and she's definitely mm-hmm. one of them. And I just don't know how you bring people like that back into relevance, you know? Right. So that's just me. I agree. Um, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I would love to see like a storyline. Maybe she actually becomes a guardian or like something of that nature. Maybe she uh, is like the one element that ends the Civil War where she's like murdered or something by mm-hmm. Savathun or, you know, one of the one of the raid bosses eventually or something. And like we all have to realize that there's a bigger enemy out there than each other at some point. I don't know. Like 
It's just fascinating to plus like she's now she's interacting with Ada. Like, does she become involved in like the forge now? Like, I don't know. I I think that'd be cool because she's she's a character we don't get to see a whole lot of. Like, she doesn't have she doesn't have a ghost. She's not a guardian. She could offer such a unique perspective to this game, and she does. To be fair, during the base campaign during the Red War, and then they just kind of abandon her character. I mean, look how long it took us to get rid of her meme line, right? About the Red War being over, like, dude, it had been almost four years when we finally got rid of that. Right. Like, that's just, that's frankly, like, unacceptable. Like, this is a character that could tell us so many unique stories, and instead we're having to relegate them to the lore. Which I don't think is bad. Bad. I like reading the lore, but not everyone else does. Yeah. And you have just such a rich, unique story, especially now in a season where you have the Elixni living within the city. How does she feel as a normal citizen? Right. Who's lived in the wild? How does she feel about any of this? And well, we don't fucking know. Yeah. Who I'm sure like her, whatever kind of camp or tribe she's been a part, a human tribe that she's been a part of has mm-hmm. like been attacked by fallen probably many times. Like, what does she think? What does Defrim think? You yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I want to see that story. You know, I want to, yeah. I don't want to just read about these stories. Like, and I get it. Like there's so many stories we want to see on screen that it would just be impossible for them to tackle every single one. But there's a couple out there that would be like, okay, you know, why don't we have like this, even if it's just one of those little, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say like slideshows, but the one like that we got about Saint, right. With the, the art that they're, they've been doing in these cutscenes recently. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's just something like that, you know, I'm sure that that you could put a team of a small team of animators on something like that and tell the story, right? Like I feel like I feel like you could. I agree. I definitely agree. Oh. Corey, get us out of here. All right. Uh, well, Josh, thank you for your time tonight on this episode of Tower Casuals, episode fifty. Uh, hopefully, we are talking about episode one hundred at this point next year. Um, unless. Josh gets a super cool job. And even then, we'll sneak you in here. It'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, right. Yeah, so thank you guys for watching. You can follow us at Tower Casuals on Twitter. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a nice rating and review. It really helps us out. I want to remind you that Tower Casuals is on your podcast feeds every Thursday night after we record. I will try to get it up as soon as possible. Josh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Josh underscore Finn, two ends. You can find me on the last couple episodes of Q List, talking about how I met your mother, the legacy of that show. And uh, yeah, here every Thursday. Yeah. You can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast. You can find me on various other things on the internet. I want to thank everybody. Uh, for watching and or listening and until next time we love you goodbye goodbye